Step into paradise. Who could resist that inviting message on the door of Flamingo Park in the Strand Arcade? The first big coloured room in the exhibition was just like walking into the salon way back in the 70s. It was such a delight to see visitors to the powerhouse gasp in delight, as so many did at the time, including me. Jenny had returned fresh from London after all the excitement of the swinging 60s and working with Vern Lambert at the Chelsea Antique Market. From Vern, she learned all about vintage fashion, textiles and how to fearlessly combine different periods and cultures, everything from ethnic to retro, from Victorian shawls to silk kimono. She decided she wanted to open a frock salon, most particular about that name, because she wanted it to reflect something entirely different from the shops and boutiques in Sydney at the time. She scoured up shops and antique stores, even Tempe Tip, which was where everyone found amazingly good quickie old furniture. When her friend, the hairdresser Lloyd Lomas, told her there was space available at reasonable rents in the Strand Arcade, which is where he had his salon, Jenny took one look and knew it was the place. It was on the first floor of the arcade and Jenny was known to lean over the balustrade and call out cooey to the shoppers down below to encourage them to come upstairs. She filled the salon with all kinds of exciting artefacts and decorations that she had sourced from artisans and artists, not to mention the vintage clothes and wonderful jewellery she herself had amassed. Then in 1973, Jenny was introduced to Linda Jackson who, though based in Melbourne, was exhibiting at a Sydney gallery a collection of her clothes she had made from retro fabrics from the 50s. The pair clicked and it was like a meeting of creative soulmates. Jenny placed an order for Linda's clothing for the opening of Flamingo Park. It arrived in time, each piece beautifully packed in eucalyptus green tissue paper. This care and attention to detail set the tone for what was to become an enduring partnership and friendship. Meanwhile, Michael Ramsden painted the space in that fabulous, vibrant peacock blue as shown in the exhibition. He hung a painting he had done for Jenny of pink flamingos and he sourced plastic palm trees and pink concrete flamingos all for the decor. This would be like nothing Sydney had seen before. The opening caused quite a stir from the very beginning and both girls had a constant stream of creative ideas. A band of enthusiastic customers quickly developed. The girls designed and made clothing that they themselves liked. Whilst not unaware of fashion trends, they paid no real heed and followed their own ideas. They made many bespoke garments for a growing clientele who appreciated their artistry. There was exciting, colourful jewellery made often of resin, wood and plastics by Peter Tully and other well-known artisans whose work went so well with the clothes. It was indeed a treasure trove. As their appeal spread from the arty clientele and hip young people to career women who wanted something that made a statement, they made more and more bespoke outfits. During this time, Jenny began her rejuvenation of knitting and the plain and often dreary image it had at the time. She found a talented knitter, Jan Ayres, who assembled a team and who translated Jenny's designs into patterns for the team. The designs featured koala bears, kookaburras, lots of Australian flora and fauna, and turned the idea of knitwear on its head. The knits were bright and unlike anything else. This was knitting on steroids. 
Flamingo Park became the mecca for visiting celebrities wanting iconic, colourful and original clothing and the accessories to go with it. Some even came straight from the airport, such was the salon's fame. For locals also, you never knew what exciting things you would discover as you stepped into paradise.